the pod. For the pod. For the pod. The buy-in. The buy-in. No, we're betting the buy-in. Uh, I, Matt Robinson, and betting Danny Fishbein are buy-in next year that me and Evan have a better record. Than and I, Danny Fishbein, am betting the buy-in next <laughs> adorable. year. Wait, better that, record or That we have a better record. record. Better record. Better record. Lock it Points in. Points for the tiebreaker? What if it's yeah. tied? Points for a tiebreaker. The buy-in. The buy-in. What if, what if Ruben Denny's beats the Snooks in the regular season. Doesn't matter. But Doesn't matter. points four. Straight record first points and then points Straight four. Straight points four. No, record then points four. Done. <laughs>
I don't know, man. I mean, how about Kelsey fumbling and he loses by two? Like, uh, Kelsey Literally crazy, man. I mean. We should have won that game, too. The Giants. I mean. If Saquon's in, do the Giants win? I mean, if the refs clearly didn't want the Chiefs to be in three and five. Let's be very clear. That How about the face mask call in that last drive when Tate Crowder had his hand on the ball and they called a face mask? Oh, how about that? Man, those were. These these last second penalties really have been heartbreaking losses for the. Big I mean, the, it's it's for five years like that though. Like if every year like we're playing these good teams well, but like we make the dumbest mistakes and don't win, but like we should be winning some of these games. Like it's fucking infuriating. Do we is CMC coming back this weekend? Do we think? Uh, I, we think that uh, we think Saquon is supposed to have come back this weekend, but he just tested positive for COVID. So that's not good. Saquon? Yeah. I did not get that notification. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just tested positive about 30 minutes ago. Oh. Well, I don't know if you – 13, 13 Giants tested positive for COVID, and then they retested them, and 12 of them were false positives. But I guess the one positive was Saquon. Uh, uh, okay, I am really flustered right now. I'm like <laughs> – Oh, uh, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it with the matchups later, but holy fucking shit. I'm actually so, so, so flustered right now. That is so not okay. Well, speaking of COVID, Aaron Rodgers has yep. positive for COVID. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. He, he is not vaccinated. Out for the podcast bowl. Out for the podcast bowl. We've gone ahead and picked up Jordan Love. Uh-huh. And... and We've gone ahead and changed our team name to Lovestruck. So I'd watch out for us this weekend for sure. Yeah, I would watch out too because that's such a horrible name. Um, yeah, it's really. <laughs> I get a text from Mark, new team name, period. And I look and it just says Lovestruck. Oh, he just made the decision. He just sent it. <laughs> I'm curious what, uh, I'm curious what Rob's opinion on set the tone moving forward is going to be. I'm also really excited for everyone to hear uh, the voice notes that we took at Ball's party this weekend, where we uh, formally introduce Rob to the league. Those are very exciting. The podcast bowl is going to be something special. And honestly, like I don't talk about my team too frequently. I am on a hot streak. I think I'm starting to get on people's radars. I think I always should have been, but we played poorly and we're officially there. Uh, I got to give myself a little credit here this week. Brady's out Fournette's out Lockett's out. Hawkinson is out. Those are four of my best players. I'm so projected to score just under 130. And I picked up Carson Wentz who's playing the jets about a month ago, maybe three weeks ago, just because I knew he was coming up. Huge wow. Player. Yeah. Cause I don't think Crazy. there's any, would have ever picked him up you could have picked him up saturday night this week but that is a clutch move yeah but i mean if carson if carson wentz is on the waiver wire do you pick him up instead of jordan love i can promise you one thing i'll never be starting carson wentz at quarterback in my okay. fantasy that's fair that's fair but i'm i'm I, proud of that in that now it's finally coming to fruition and it's a yeah it's a big win it's a big well, big game this week it's like 10 or 11 like People start picking up defenses who have good playoff matchups. Like, 
you got to kind of look at those types of things, but picking up a quarterback, that's a good move. I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Having Deshaun all, all year on the bench as well. <laughs> My bench is just like a bye week machine right now. And you're going to have someone, I believe if Saquon doesn't play, I'm pretty sure there's yeah. not a single player on your bench to play at the moment. No, I, that's why I'm bugging. That's why I'm really, <laughs> really bugging. So I'm going to have to yeah. get together. I saw something that was very funny this weekend and it actually, you were the first person to ever bring to light Justin Herbert, how much Justin Herbert loves football. Like I never yeah. knew he like lived at home and all that type of stuff. There was a play this weekend. They were probably like on the 15 yard line, 20 yard line, you know, in the red zone, clearly going for a score, but it was like a simple halfback blast in Madden terms, right up the gut play was going absolutely nowhere. He hands it off, you know, rolls back, gets out of the play, literally off the screen. And then like, right as everybody on the field is like, okay, this play is over. Like, let's get going. The refs are about to blow the whistle. You see Justin Herbert bolt oh, they in that- there, like a fucking bolt of lightning and just helmet first into his offensive lineman's back. Just like doing anything he can to get a yard. And genuinely guys are like, dude, what are you doing? Like you got to settle down a little bit. We know you're all about the game. Like ball is life, but like white boy, take it easy. That's how much this guy loves football. It was fucking hilarious. I was doing in terms of his strength versus what a 350 pound offensive lineman does. And it was like violent. Like he went in there helmet first. And like, I genuinely don't think it, it got him half a yard. Like if anything, he got negative yards. Cause like you just said, he probably just bounced off. It was, it was fucking incredible. Are the Patriots for real? I think, I mean, I think when they want to, I think when they have to be real, they are real. I think when they're playing like a matchup that like they know people would be having these conversations afterwards, everyone like steps it up. It's like the classic Patriots, you know, like the role players play their best opposite of Syracuse basketball. Like they play up to their competition. That's what I would say to that. I don't think they're like dangerous right now, but I think when they need to be as at their best, they are. The Patriots are the only team in the NFL who are top 10 in both offense and defense. Wow. Wow. Are they a team? I don't know. We shall see. Is Mac Jones a starting quarterback in this league next year? He certainly is a starting quarterback in this league next year. Is he a very good quarterback? That I don't know. I haven't seen him throw the ball downfield with that much success yet. But to be fair, they're not giving him that many plays to throw the ball downfield. So, I mean, he's doing a pretty good job considering the receiving core that he has. Uh, the offensive line is obviously very good. But, I mean, he's, you can't really – you can't fault him too much at this point. Let's see what happens. I mean, there have been plenty of rookie quarterbacks who have, a, have had a great first eight games and never done anything. And there have been plenty of rookie quarterbacks who have had a horrible first eight games and done a lot. So the jury's still out, but I have to say I'm rather impressed with his ability so far, more so than I thought coming into the season. But obviously it's very early. Yeah, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He has two games of 20 points or more. But, I mean, nothing really, like, solid. I mean, solid for a guy that like no one really knew what to expect. So I feel like. And then Justin think, Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Fields was looking nice this weekend. He was getting hyped too. You got to love to see it. Yeah. I mean, that play he had, that running touchdown he had was sick. 
So sick. So sick. We got to talk Henry Ruggs. Jesus, do we? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was going 160 miles an hour. Like, he must have been completely blackout, right? Like, he must yeah. have actually no idea what he was doing or where he was. No. Can I imagine this. One of my boys put it this way. Imagine going 156 miles an hour sober. And then imagine doing it one time over the legal limit. And then imagine doing it twice over the legal limit. That's what he was doing. Just to really put it into perspective. Like, I can't even, there's no way you have control of anything at that point. Like, if he, there's no way he could get hard if he was going to, like, fuck a hooker. But he's driving a car. It's nonsense. These guys just, like, throw away their careers. The crazy, the crazy thing is he's going that fast and somehow he was staying on the road, right? He hit a car in the lane right in front of him. Like, it's not like, I mean, in a best case scenario, it would have been he hit a fucking telephone pole, but he actually hit another car on the road. Like, he had control of the car enough to be driving in the lane at that speed, which is fucking wild, considering he was double the fucking alcohol limit. Yeah. And he killed a dog. Pete is going to be all over him. I mean, killing a dog is really going to hurt his case. I mean, does he ever play another NFL game? No, I, I don't think there's a shot in the world. Me neither. So, Hugh and I, uh, during our fantasy, our dynasty draft this year, we were the last pick of the first round. There wasn't really anybody we were interested in. And so, we offered our first round pick to another team for rugs. Oh. And we made the trade. We got rugs. He's had a very, very good year. For a guy who didn't do much last year. Yeah. And obviously that happened. So yesterday, the second that happens, somebody sends us a trade offer of a third round pick for Henry Ruggs. Now keep in mind, third round picks in Dynasty, once in every three or four years, you get a player who's worth anything. I mean, this year we took, uh, I want to say we took Khalil Herbert this year, or we, yeah, pretty sure that's what we took in the third round. So like he's had a couple of good weeks for us, but you know, previous years, we took Riley Ridley, who's never played an NFL game. Like, you're just really grasping at straws. Um, and so when the news came out today that Ruggs was going 160 miles per hour, the kid had not taken his trade offer down. So we traded Ruggs for a third-round pick. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, so we got, some, we got some value. We recouped some value for Ruggs. But really, overall, brutal situation. I mean, brutal. And like, obviously, like all jokes aside, it goes without saying, like, it is horrible. It's one of those things that's just like, there's, there's absolutely no silver lining or anything like that. On the football side of things, the worst part is that the kid was actually started to come into his own, like really having a good year finally was looking good with a quarterback who was looking as good as he ever has. It's just, it, there's literally no part of it that anyone can like, spin into a positive it's just one of those things and and yeah i think his career is his life is pretty much over i i don't know i would say he's in jail for the next like 20 years yeah i mean the dui the death by dui is two to 20 years in las vegas he also had a loaded gun which i'm sure he didn't have a license for oh. and he killed i mean he's gonna go to jail for at least five ten years like oh minimum dude. minimum I, I i mean i would say the only way he gets less than like 15 to 20 is like if he pays the family like 
so many millions of dollars. And I don't even know if that's how it works. We need like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like we need Burko on here to like talk a lot to us. Yeah, we should have gotten a lawyer on. Should have gotten a local Las Vegas lawyer on the podcast. Oh my, that would be so fun. And they're still charge. They're charging us like a dollar fifty by the hour. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No uh, free consultations out here. Yeah. <laughs> last thing. Last thing I wanted to bring up here, uh, Evan. I'm a man of my word. Evan wanted me to bring up his Travis Kelsey five point prediction, which wasn't actually a prediction. He was just saying in the group me, Kelsey can score five points and we're still going to win. And he ended up up scoring 4.7. So I think he just wanted us to say his name, but uh, yeah, there you go. We're going to have, we'll we'll have you guys on again, eventually. But like, if we're, if we're going to maintain the integrity of this podcast and like, like I said, we're not participation trophy guys. So, you know, your time will come. And I really do think it will be when we're all hopefully doing a live podcast in a thrift store, watching you guys try on some, some curvy, curvy, vivacious dresses. I mean, it really is wild, right? Like fantasy football is crazy. Tyler and Joey put up 140 points this week and they lose and Matt and Evan score 74 and they win. And that may end up deciding the sack. Yeah. In all reality, in all reality, I like, Jokes aside, I think Tyler and Joey just locked up the sack up. Like, I, I think it's, I'm one of those guys all season, underreacting. You never know what can happen week by week. I think they locked it up. I, I just don't see. Two more wins is going to be tough to come by, but if they continue to score 140 points, they'll get two more wins, you know? Yeah. Like, you, they'll get two more wins with 130 to 140 a week. They're actually projected last night they were projected to score the most points in the league and as of a couple hours ago they were projected to score the third most so it's it's you can't you can't say that their team is bad but yeah it's one of those things like they started off so slow and now they're just trying to gain so much ground and i don't know i i don't i don't see it happening and ruben denny's is so so bad that it's like on paper I think I'm curious what Vegas odds would be like what Vegas's odds would be on Tyler and Joey maintaining this pace of losing compared to Ruben Denny's just edging out enough where they don't need to be the Sacco. I'm really, I mean, to, to me, the odds are Tyler and Joey are probably minus minus one fifty to be the Sacco. Matt and Evan are plus plus one twenty five to be the Sacco. Mark and I are probably plus two seventy five to be the Sacco. And maybe Jesse and Henry are like plus 500. I think no one else is really in danger. Have we ever spoken about, I'm sure, if there's a Sacco tie, is it points four or head-to-head? Four, points four. Okay. That's, so, I mean, assuming Matt and Evan don't win again, which I guess we can't assume because Greer scored 72 points this week. Assuming Matt and Evan don't win again, Tyler and Joey just need to win two more games. So yeah. it's not it's the question. We got six more weeks. I mean, you know, two and four, that's still being pretty fucking shitty. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, and, I, and Joey play Matt Nevin. So assuming they win that game, they only need one other win. Week 11. Week 11. And it's going to be a showdown. It is. Please take a moment to enjoy the introductory interview with our newest league owner, Rob Hevia. 
It's 10.58 on Friday night. We are in the basement of Ball's apartment in his triple monitored office with a guitar, a Gerodo bike, and so many weights I cannot lift. And uh, there has been some breaking news. Currently, the situation here is we have one of the greatest ever do it, Rob Hevia, with us. And he has signed a deal with Set the Tone to be a silent partner starting in 2022. Silent partner. Newest league member. Newest league member. He'll be on the podcast here and there. Silent. We're going to uh, add him to the group meet. He has been added. Rob, just what are your initial thoughts on being a part of, of the league? How are we doing, folks? First of all, I'm excited to be a part of all this. Um, it's been a minute since I've talked to you all. It's been a while. Uh, I've never done fantasy football in my whole life. My whole life. Greg Steiger's looking at me with makeup on as a raccoon. Um, so I'm joining Conti, and I'm very excited about it. And I'm ready to go all in. Love you all. I'm a silent partner. I've never done fantasy football in my life. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to make a single decision. I've never done fantasy football in my life. Here's, here's Kenny and, and Greg Steiger, the raccoon. Love you all. Greg, Greg, we know it doesn't give you pain. However, you got 10 seconds. Hey, what's up? It's Greg. I've got 10 seconds. If you got any trash, send it my way. Love you guys. Hope everyone's doing well. Back to your regular programming here on the podcast. We will have a couple more questions. Excellent 10 seconds. We have a couple more questions for Rob Evia. Rob, just for starters, who is your football team? Who do you root for? Listen, I don't even have a team like that. I'm from New York. I support New York. I support the Giants and Jets. I mean, I, I don't even care like that that much, and you can shit on me for it. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Something you rarely hear a Giants and Jets fan supports all New York sports. Well, that's, that's, I don't know how I feel about that. Kenny, how do you feel about that? All my homies hate that. Yeah, well, that's it's fair, Greg. That, that just doesn't, it's, it just doesn't, you know, it's just not, it's, you know, it just, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's just, it's, it doesn't, it just. So, Rob, I don't know how much you know about this league, but it gets quite competitive at times. Obviously, we all root against the Philly kids as much as possible. Matt and Evan are a disaster. Worst fantasy team we've ever seen. I mean, there's a lot that goes on between the podcast and the chirping in the group me. How are you going to be involved? What are you bringing to this league that's new from what we have at the moment? What? What? If you don't mind. If you don't mind. I'm just going to add on to a podcast host of the year's statement right there. A question, rather. Sorry. What? Why should we allow you? Yeah. Why do you deserve to be a part of this? Why should we be allowing you into this league yeah. with such little knowledge? Greg, settle. Can I take this for my TV? Please. Yeah, please. Uh, and Daniel will be taking this. The please. please. There's a lot going I on. I'm going to be honest. Who's going to listen to this long of a recording? Everybody in this league listens uh, to this recording. A lot is going on. Dan is dressed up as Clark Kent. God damn, does he, he look good? So, so how do you guys explain the partnership? Just y- give us a whole rundown, because it's a lot, and we're what's the plan? Cannot be more. What the planet? I have been looking for a teammate since this league has been 
created. I didn't think I could work with anybody, to be honest. I knew I have strong personality. I have strong judgment. Rob has always been a voice of reason. Rob is very grounded. He knows exactly what he wants. He doesn't phase himself. As a silent investor, I will let him know what I'm doing. He deserves that. But, but, but ultimately, I will guide this team to victory. Nothing will change. You guys know me as a respected team owner. I did win, win first place in the regular season in the first year of this league. And I fully plan to take that over. Yes. So when it comes to when it comes to the when it comes to the percentage of you know Rob's gonna be a silent partner. There's a couple things that first come to my mind. First of all, the name changes. It's, ex it's extremely important. Does he know the team? Do you know the team name, Rob? It's okay. Greg, you gotta take a break. Shake it, shaking your head up. No. We're in the middle of an interview. Me and Rob are in the middle of something. You guys gotta calm down. We're in the middle of an interview. We're in the middle of an interview. You can you can interview him later. Rob, as a football player, knows the meaning of set the tone. Oh, he should. Thoughts? Snap that shit up, brothers. Snap that shit up. Thoughts on the team name to Rob. Thoughts on the team name slash your expectations on how you will impact the record. Wait, so I'm sorry. Wait, I actually don't think we've spoken about this. Partner for the rest of this year? He starts no. 2022. I don't okay. want him to get in. I'm sure. You don't want to season shit. Sure. I'm losing this year. Next year's the... Is that an official statement? Well, because the Rio Grande Margaritas just beat. Yes, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm for this the Rio Grande I don't want him to send me $150. I, I have a good uh, question. I have a good question. Well, let's let him answer that one first. What are your thoughts on, on the team moving forward? Do you know the who's team is who is. Can you. Okay, so just for the pod, can you outline the team to Rob? Yeah. yeah. Who are the, the core team? members? Who are the keepers going into next year so Rob knows what he's dealing with? Yeah, Rob. Rob. This is. Amazing. Giving my my uh, my speech about the team. We're young. We set the fucking tone. And then when we set the tone and we have the lead, we hunker the fuck down. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, our our team. Our team is compiled a very good. Players. I draft very well. I do need help with the trades and the free agency and some, you know, hey, I got this thought, I got this trade, I got this offer. I need a teammate to you know, talk to about, which you're going to be great with. Other than that, we're fucking set. I'm not, I'm not worried about next year. I'm not worried about this year. We're going to be competitive every year. Every team does not want to play us. I can say that with a fact. We're always competitive. Now I have a silent partner that has complete trust in me. You, you keep emphasizing silent. But if I know Rob, he'd be up. Well, Rob doesn't know the NFL. I, I, oh. he, I don't, he knows football. He knows football. He knows football. He knows football. Well, you, Whoa. No, here, dude, take the Whoa. mic. Take the Tell mic. Tell us about your football and NFL Rob's got experience. Rob's got fundamental football knowledge that is unparalleled to the league. Listen, I watch, I watch football. I'm not, I'm not on ESPN all day like that looking exactly. at the stats. This is why I'm ready to be a silent partner and I'm ready to, Rob's gonna have I'm ready to an kick some ass. on every decision, for sure. And that's what's up. And I'm ready to 
Brady kicks some ass and takes some names, and that's what's about to happen. Can you kind of outline your football career, Robinson? Yeah, a quick outline of your football career. Well, Set the fuck Not any question he wants to answer. That's all right. I have an even better Robinson, question. Give me a touchdown sure. right now. No, sure. Excuse me, Greg, just one second. Sure, that's okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Set the tone. They're known for one thing and one thing only. Every season they're competitive. But they've yet to show... They've yet to show how they can be league champions. Set the tone every year as a great roster. Dan is a great fantasy owner. And I think unanimously around the league, people will say that. As you said, people are scared to play you every week. Your team is good every year. But what is Rob going to bring next year that's going to make you a championship contender? What is different with Rob than the previous year? First of all, first, first. Rob, let's hear what you're going to bring to the team that changes Dan's log. Yes. No, no, let me br- no, Welcome let me- to the league. No, you I'm answer not- the tough I'm questions answer- in this league. I'm going to answer that question for sure. He's okay. A silent partner. That's fair. Silent fair. partner. Okay. Rob Rob brings steadiness. Steadiness. Rob brings confidence. Okay. Can Rob, I play Dan? Rob, Rob brings the presence that other people fear. But Certainly. Let me interject quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying all of this, but he's a silent partner, so no, hypothetically... No. None of that should matter. I'm way more scared of Rob when he's Sa- silent. Silent partner. Well, I'm the most scared of Greg right now. Silent partner. That's a no doubter. That's a no fucking doubter. I'm way more scared of him than anyone here. Way hey, hey. Scared. Silent partner in the fact that Rob doesn't pay attention to fantasy football to the level that me, Will, Kenny, Sam, and Joey, Pence, anybody in the league pays attention to. Rob doesn't have that level of interest that we do, but Rob does care, and Rob cares about money, and he knows where money goes. It's an investment. So he's investing in me to make him a profit. Rob, he cares about the league, he cares about everyone in the league, he wants to stay in contact with everybody. He's he's invested in the group me, I've heard he's invested in the group me. Rob wants to be part of this this group, but that's not why he's joining, he's joining because he wants to win money. When you're ready, when you're ready. And I'm gonna hand this over to Kenny now for the next question. Uh, Rob, question for you. In your ideal world, we're going to end soon. This is also unbelievable. This is one of the funniest things I've ever, 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 ever. In your ideal world, take a sip. It's okay. It's a lot. This has been a lot. It was also, it was also packed in here. Like, yeah, I know. It was, it was packed in here. What would be your ideal punishment for a Sacco league? In terms of you're joining, you're joining right now, and no, no, no. But let's just say you guys lose. What would you say the punishment is, regardless of it? If it was going to happen, you have to do it no matter what. This is fucking awesome. If we're gonna lose, ideal punishment. Uh, let's think about this. If we're no anyone who's gonna lose. Question, Dan. Um. I don't want this Listen, I'd, I'd love to see one of you guys. Go ice skating and fucking own it. Go ice skating in a nice onesie. (laughs) And I'll be there cheering you on. Balsam says, imagine Evan Beer in a onesie, figure skating. Listen, I'll see one of you guys there. Love you. All I can say is I'm very excited to have Rob in the group. I I'm mean, really excited. by far the best part of this fantasy league is the camaraderie, and to just add Rob to it is unparalleled to anybody you could add. So the league is just getting better, and that, that's what we bring to the podcast. Can say, closing can I, thoughts? Can I, can I leave the league with one closing please, thought? Please, please do. You guys are fucks. I, I bet you were. <laughs> you guys are fucks. 
Think positive, test negative. <laughs> so I feel like that's a good time to actually talk about the standings. Yeah, definitely. Update, the updated standings. So as of right now, just going in order. We'll, we'll start from bottom to top. We have the bottom three are the Paste, Ruben Denny's, and We Suck, followed by We Love Young Hoes, Team Grit, and Reardon. Struck if you forgot. What'd you say? We're now named Love Struck. Lovestruck, excuse Not me, sure. Lovestruck, this is breaking news. Lovestruck is now the official team name of the organization formerly known as We Suck. <laughs> um, and then we have Set the Tone, Sims and Sims, and the Rio Grande Margaritas at four, followed by Chevy Chase Thunder, Los Alcoholics, and the Snooks. So we have Danny at seven and one, Ball at six and two, Ben at five and three, and then myself, Hugh, Dan, Lappy, and Reardon, and Greer all at four and four. And then you and H and Jesse, sorry, you, Mark, H, and Jesse at three and five, as, as well as Ruben Denny's and the paste at one and seven. First thing I notice here, I am, I am here to, I'm here to play. The Rio Grandes are officially in the top five, and I'm, I have no intention of leaving. Um, 80 points. I'm just saying, I mean, my defense, I have the second best defense in the league. I'm, I've scored over 160 back-to-back weeks. This is going to be a huge game this week, an absolutely huge game. But I'm, again, year after year, this league is so insanely competitive. So insanely competitive. And I think we all should be very proud of that. Uh, even with the tanking situations that went on earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, the podcast bowl this week is kind of huge for you, right? Because if you win, you're at five and four, and you're fast-tracking your way to the playoffs. If you lose, you have the same record as I, Mark and I do. So, I mean, this is kind of the week for you. This is a huge – it's a huge week. Uh, this is uh, – that's why I'm even more proud of myself for picking up Carson Ginger Wentz as early as possible. <laughs> But that's why I'm also bugging about Saquon testing positive again. I, I mean, I'm yeah. absolutely bugging. What is the rule if he tests negative twice? Vaccinated and you get COVID, all you need are two negative COVID tests uh, 24 hours apart. So if he gets a negative one on Friday and a negative one on Saturday, he can play Sunday. Like, you got a couple of days to see what the situation is. Yeah, I mean, there's no way – Unless the Giants don't want him to play, there's no way Gettleman doesn't have some fake vax cards or like fake negative results just in the depths of MetLife Stadium that he can just pull out of his ass. Yeah, I mean Gettleman's not that good of a GM, though. I wouldn't be so. I wouldn't be so sure. Yep. Yeah, nope. You 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 actually just spun me the other way. You're completely right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, look. I just need to talk about Carson Wentz for a second. Please. I can't remember a professional athlete who has struggled so much to learn from their mistakes in my entire life. I mean, the one big thing that the guy has always been bad at uh, has been decision-making when he's in trouble, right? Like when he's about to get sacked, he should be taking those sacks. And yet it's week after week where he is throwing interceptions 
when he's trying to throw with his left hand or trying to throw it when he's getting sacked or fumbling when he's trying to gain an extra yard. Like it's every week he makes a mistake like that. And if he could just get rid of those mistakes, his numbers aren't that bad. I mean, he's kind of like Kirk Cousins-esque, I would say, numbers-wise. Like, this past week against Indianapolis, I mean, against Tennessee, they get the ball back with two minutes left, tie game. And on the first play, he's getting sacked, and he throws a pick six. Like, it's literally incredible. I've really never seen a professional athlete who, who won't learn from their mistakes. Like, he's, it's almost like he's too stubborn to, like, learn from that. Yeah, it's a classic characteristic of people with red hair. Yeah, must be. I mean, I'm not really a fan of with red hair. No offense, Ruben Stein. Wait, sorry. Just thought of something hysterical. So, I'm so sorry for this aside. But <laughs> um, Friday night, for about a month ago, Jesse texted me. He goes, you want to go to Misi in a month? And I was like, sure, I've never been. And he goes, word, Ruben Stein has a reservation he's not using. Let's use it. And I said, all right, great. Well, we always show up. It's me, Jesse, Joey, and Bennett, Ryan, of all people. Um, and we get there, and I go, we have a Rubenstein. Uh, we have a, we have a Rubenstein. We have a reservation under Ben. And she goes, Rubenstein? And I just absolutely lost it. I was like, yeah, exactly. Rubenstein, exactly. So you know, ben, you actually pronounced that you're the first person to ever pronounce it correctly. Thank you so much for that. She <laughs> was laughing so hard, and she was like, what's funny? And I was like, literally nothing. Nothing is funny. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for providing me with content. I just love free. <laughs> well, dude, on Carson Wentz, like, he's the number 11 ranked quarterback. You know, like, he – it's one of those things. Like, would he, will he ever take that, that leap? That, again, I should – I can't act like he wasn't an MVP contender, but like he is a number 11 quarterback. And I feel like if he can relax about the MVP contender, he had eight good games. Like uh, he's trash at the end of the day. <laughs> well, he's my starting quarterback this week and I'm, and I'm, I'm rooting for him hard. I'm rooting for him very, very, very hard. And against the jets, realistically, they should light them up or it's a game that the jets, that the uh, Colts just end up losing because of this new, who's the quarterback? Michael White? Yeah, Mike White. He's actually, uh, I'm pretty sure Jesse either knows him or he's from Jesse's town or something. I mean, he's the truth. He's been the, he was the best looking quarterback, not like physically, but like he was the best looking quarterback for the Jets all season. He threw for the most yards of any quarterback this week. Unbelievable. There was a stat, there was a stat that uh, popped up. The Jets, it was like the first time they scored in the first quarter. Or so, I, I'll have to, yeah, but First like, what of the season? It's like there was some stat first point scored in the first quarter since 2016. I don't know if that's correct. It can't but, be true. The fucking I, way that that's true. I, but it also wouldn't surprise me. I guess it wouldn't surprise me, but that's five years of not scoring the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say right now, I, I'm, I'm, making sure to tell everybody, I don't know if that's true. So, you know, we're, not, just, we're not spending fake news. Should we get into some of the matchups? For sure. So, yeah, starting with us, we, we've spoken about it a bit already, the podcast bowl. Big week for both of us. You know, I, I would say more pressures probably on the Rio Grande Margaritas to th win three in a row. 
try and solidify a playoff spot, at least looking good coming back on 160 and 172 um, against a team who's now being led by their starting quarterbacks backup. What, like, what are you thinking going into this game? I, I've spoken enough about it. What, what are you and Mark's mentality? Uh, I mean, every week is a different thing for Mark and I. It was like, well, we started 0-3 and we traded everything away, right? Then we were like, we won the next two weeks. We're like, wait, our team is actually good now. Then we lost two in a row and we're like, fuck, we're going to be the Sacco. Now we win last week and like, we beat you this week. We're not out of playoff contention at four and five. I mean, I don't really, really care if we make the playoffs other than like to have more fantasy football weeks. Like we're not going to win at all. I mean, our running back situation is hysterical. We have six running backs on our roster and they're all projected less than eight points. Like they're all terrible, but I don't know. I mean, we're just happy to be competitive and not like be Matt Nevin scoring 70 points every week. That's really all our mindset is. Next matchup here we have Loki, a really big one. Might be the best one of the of the week. Team Grit versus Sims and Sims. Uh, I mean, this is going to be huge. This is. I, I wonder. The more pressure has got to be on Sam here, right? It's got to be on Team Grit. We do have a have an avatar Winning. change. I actually, I, we spoke about this when we were pregaming on Friday, but very low key, Sam changes his team picture every week of something to do with grit. And this week it says grit. I can't, I can't actually get it to load, but it straight up just says grit, um, which is very scary to me because I I'm convinced that they're going to come out and have a big week this week, but this is going to be, I think this is probably the best matchup of the week. Yeah. I mean, it's really huge for both teams, right? They're both sitting at four and four. I mean, nothing's guaranteed in fantasy football. If you're four and five, it's an uphill battle regardless of how good your team is, uh, especially in this league. Like you're going to have to be at least 500 to make the playoffs. So let's, uh, let's definitely see what happens, but the pressure is definitely, definitely higher on Greer. He needs to start winning some games because nothing's guaranteed. Absolutely. Nothing's guaranteed. Why do I feel like Ruben Denny's potentially might break balls curse of having defense masterful performances this week. And they're going to put up like 140. Well, I don't know about 140. I just don't really know how they get there without 50 from Kyler. But, yeah, I mean, if Cole Beasley has another massive game, I mean, that was huge for them, right? Cole Beasley had like 10 receptions. If he doesn't have 10 receptions, they don't win this week. As of now, too, Ruben Dennis does not have a starting running back in. Miles Sanders, their prolific Miles Sanders on the IR, uh, yeah, so they Jamal Williams on a bye, so they currently don't have a starting running back there. Um, realistically, Ball no. should win this game. I mean, I, I don't think anyone would say otherwise. Do they have a running back on their bench they can put in, or are they going to have to pick someone up? No. Miles Sanders and Jamal Williams. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've scoured the waiver wire for running backs for the last few weeks. There are not many. No, it, it's bad. At this point... It's really, you go with your gut. You go with whoever you think might have the best game for whatever reason, and you just do good deeds all week and hope karma is real. That's that's literally it. Yeah, I mean, if karma is real, then Matt Nevin will be the sacko. That's all I know. <laughs> there you go. There's another shout-out for you guys. Uh, next up, we got We Love the Young Ways versus the Snooks. Will they take Danny? 
off the throne. I really don't know. Low-key, sneaky, good matchup, uh, especially with Danny starting quarterback throwing to the young ho's best player. Um, so I, I don't really know, but I will say it's never a good sign when you're looking at the matchups and two of the top three players listed on your team are Tua and Ryan Tannehill. So I, I feel yeah. like Danny, uh, if that, if that's going to be what it takes, Danny's got this in the bag, but I think this is yeah. going to be a really tight matchup. And obviously we're all rooting for H and Jesse. Well, it's a very interesting one, right? Because H and Jesse have four Rams on their team and Danny has Matt Stafford. So like, how does that really play out? They have Henderson cup and Higby. So, I mean, if Stafford's going to get points, it's going to likely be to those two guys, Cup and Higby, at some point. And then Henry and Jesse have kind of lost their advantage, I feel like, and Danny has the rest of his team. I don't know. I think it'll be hard for Henry and Jesse to win, but it wouldn't be the first time they've surprised us, that's for sure. Are you looking at all – are you, like, on the fantasy app on your phone while you're driving right now? No. Going through – oh, you just remember who they have on the top of your head? Yeah. I spend I spend roughly one to two hours a day strictly looking at our fantasy league. <laughs> I thought for a second you were gonna say strictly looking at their team, and that's it. <laughs> roster baits entering Jesse's team. Yeah, just just, the whole time. Yeah. Next one we have here a huge matchup for set the tone, bringing on a silent partner, making uh, some really bold statements in, in what is an explosive and explosively funny. Uh, interview that you guys will be hearing shortly against Chevy Chase Thunder. You got to think Ben's got to be feeling good going into this, but this would be one of those games that is classic set the tone. Well, we didn't even talk about Derrick Henry. Oh my God. We did. I was going to bring it up right after Henry Ruggs. I didn't feel like it was the right time, but yeah, this is, that is, we don't root for injuries, but still for injuries, but I mean, Rubenstein has gone from probably the title favorite to like, not, I mean, it's just crazy because Danny obviously is the title favorite. Like, even though he traded away all of his best players and he has more draft picks than he had previously, I'm not really sure how he does it, but yeah, I mean, losing Derek Henry is big. And honestly, I think Jameis going down is going to hurt Kamara more than people think. I think teams are really going to play a lot of run heavy defense now especially Michael Thomas is officially not coming back at any point this year. I mean, I think Rubenstein's team is taking a big hit this weekend. So I, I think Dan, I mean, you know, he's always been all the pack. He has the, the big emphasis coming in with Rob now part of the team. I think Dan maybe comes out with a win. Yeah, that would be absolutely huge for, I, I just think for the league in general, you know, even, and Ben, this is nothing against you. You're in a position of, of there's really no wins other than just saying you're the commissioner, but you're the commissioner of any league. You're going to get booed left and right. So I think everyone is certainly rooting for Dan this week. I'm sure Ben, you're as confident as ever going into it. Um, But we wrap up this week with the paste versus Jake Reardon, the paste as of this moment projected to score 135 points. Wow. What? but they stand at one and seven. So, I, I mean, I don't know one really what to make. I, I don't know what to make of it here. Jake Reardon starting Daniel Jones. That's never a good sign, even in real life. I, I mean, it's, I want to say that I, I like, I want to say that the pace are going to win. And I truly think that they have 
such an opportunity to here, but the universe just might not be on their side. And they have 69% chance to win as of now, which frat. Well, let's be real, right? Like, assuming they're going to beat Nat Nevin in week 11, they need to win one other game. This is probably their best opportunity yeah. to win another game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. I do remember looking earlier, and their last three games are against, like, Sam, Danny, and Ball or something like that. So this is kind of one of those weeks where you need a big week from your team for them because I don't know where the next win comes from, and they need at least two. So huge week for them. Jake Reardon, honestly, their team, very disappointing. This is two years in a row where we've come in week one and said, this team is a sleeper team. They're going to do a lot better than people think. They have a very good roster. And then it doesn't pan out. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if it's management. I don't know if it's waiver wire ads. But a little disappointing from Jake Reardon this year. Back-to-back seasons where we really expected a lot from them. Uh, so I do like Tyler and Joey to win this matchup. But obviously luck has not been on their side this season. I'm really still bugging about Saquon. I was just doing some reading. He needs to test negative. Holy fuck. Our waiver wire is so bad. I mean, I mean like, who's the best running back available on the waiver wire right now? The like best David running Johnson. back available right now is David Johnson. And, uh, it, oh, my God. it's This is just – this is unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, – do you have anything else to add? This no, been I a, mean – it's been a wild week between the, I mean, injuries, I mean, rugs. Obviously, we didn't even touch on Odell Beckham Jr., but he didn't go to practice today, and Kevin Stefanski said he's basically not on the team anymore. Whoa, so, what? I didn't know that. What yeah. happened? Yeah, he Odell didn't go to practice today, and apparently Stefanski told the team, we, you just assume he's not on the team anymore. Well, that's good news for Jarvis. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really crazy. Poor Odell, man. Yeah, never should have never should have left talent. Big Blue. Never should have left Big Blue. I mean, he's just such an unbelievable talent. It just sucks to see it wasted, like in a way that's even more unavoidable, more avoidable than the way Rugs' situation went. Like, just too bad. I mean, we'll see if he leaves in the off season or what the situation is, but truly upsetting. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's it. That what a yeah, week. that's it. And this is a big week coming up, everybody. It's coming to an end. We really. Let's start just enjoying them. Yeah. Big podcast bowl, Kenny. Good luck to you. Um, good luck. I hope Saquon plays because obviously I'd rather watch the Giants with Saquon. But if not, best of luck to you. Good luck to all parties, boys. Happy Holidays. Right. Thanks, buddy. Talk See you, guys. Nice.